0: What's a scary or disturbing fact that would probably keep most people awake at night? The serial kriller Richard Chase would try random houses to break into. If the door was unlocked, he saw it as being an invitation. If it was locked, he saw it as a sign that he was unwelcome. When I was younger I was in my room one time, home alone. I heard our front door open and someone come inside, while everyone was out. Hours later, every comes home. I asked no one had stopped by. It always made me very uncomfortable. I only really heard the sound of them coming in, not leaving. I was burgled a few years ago. It was about 2 a.m. and I was sat at my computer wearing full headphones and an Oculus Rift headset, home alone. It's only when I took it all off and went to get a drink that I saw all my downstairs doors were wide open, as well as the rear exit door. It still freaks me out to think someone could have have been stood right behind me, and I would have had no idea. You could have a brain aneurysm with zero symptoms. Any day it could rupture and heal you from significant blood loss. Happened to my mom's friend right in front of her. The seemingly, perfectly healthy woman died at 40 without warning during a work trip and while having drinks with her friends. One second she was laughing, the next second she was on the ground. Never woke up again. My poor mom was the one that had to call her husband and kids. Happened to my grandmother who was in perfect health. Happened to a classmate from high school at 22. Nicest guy ever. Fell asleep on his couch at home and died. When swimming in stagnant water you could inhale an amoeba which eats its way through your nose and then eats your brainstem. You can get a flesh eating amoeba from a water park. The frontal lobotomy was performed with no anesthesia and it was an outpatient procedure. Even funner facts, it was performed by sticking an ice pick in the tear duct, punching through the skull, and swishing it around in the brain tissue. There was no way to gauge or predict its effectiveness because you were just swirling it around in brain tissue. And the funnest fact of all, because of number two, patients were often kept awake and asked questions during the lobotomy to see when their mental performance behavior changed to determine when the lobotomy was done. In the 70s to 80s, the first case of many Southeast Asian refugees in the US who died screaming in their sleep was recorded. This was common for Lao Hmong men who lived through the Cambodian genocide and CIA recruitment for the Lao Civil War. It's theorized that this was an extreme form of PTSD. One story, the man had stayed up for days fearing he would be attacked if he slept. He drank coffee and lied to his parents about sleeping. He did everything he could to keep from sleeping. When he finally fell asleep, his parents thought this crisis was over. Then they heard screams in the middle of the night, by the time they got to him, he was dead. He died in the middle of a nightmare. The crazy part of that is how vivid dreams can be he was probably reliving whatever horror he went through a second time. And as someone who has experienced hallucinations due to semi-insomnia, I would go for about 4 hours a night for months on end, when you get really tired your sense of what is real and what isn't really really starts to blur. Sometimes when I push myself too hard I start to have actual legit visual hallucinations combined with this sense of dread. The first time it happened, I thought I was either haunted, my mom and grandfather had recently died, by something and or I was going insane because mental illness runs in my family and I was right at the age where schizophrenia normally starts. I could only imagine how ducking horrible a death like that would be. The dread slowly building. The line between what is real and what isn't first blurring and then merging. Fuck that. There is a spider that has fangs so powerful that it can bite through a leather boot. It usually attacks multiple times and you have to grab it and pry it off of you. It is also incredibly deadly. It's estimated that there's somewhere around 25 to 50 serial killers that are active each year in the US. You can actually wake up during surgery but the worst part is that you are still paralyzed so you can feel everything what they do to you but you can't signal to them that you are conscious. This is one of my worst fears. There is a plant called dendrocnide moroids also known as Gimpy Gimpy or, the suicide plant. It's mostly found in Australia and has little stinging hairs all over it. When touched, they inject a neurotoxin in your body which hurts so much, that most people rather healed themselves than waiting the one or two days until it gets better. I have the information from another Redditor on this sub, and haven't found anything that literally says, yeah they healed themselves but I do believe it's true. Anyway Ernie Ryder, who got hit by this plant in 1963 said, For two or three days the pain was almost unbearable, I couldn't work or sleep, then it was pretty bad pain for another fortnight or so. The stinging persisted for two years and recurred every time I had a cold shower. Dot dot dot. There's nothing to rival it, it's ten times worse than anything else. Source. This one's a little esoteric, but false vacuum decay, the fundamental properties of the universe might suddenly decide to change one day. It might be an insignificant change, or so great that all matter would just cease to exist, and we wouldn't see it coming until we blinked out of existence. When an autopsy is performed, the organs are removed, weighed, sliced and placed into a plastic bag. This includes the brain and tongue. Once they're finished, they put everything together in the plastic bag and place it in the chest cavity. So when you're buried, your brain is actually in your chest. Why is the tongue removed? This bothers me more than anything else. So they can't scream. Unit 731 Japan during WW2 makes Nazi experiments look like child's play. Here's a few things they did. Experiments never used anesthesia so prisoners were awake and felt everything vivisection, frostbite testing, forced pregnancy, biological, germ testing, weapons testing, removal of limbs and attaching them to other areas of the body and high-pressure chambers. The worst part is none of the doctors or staff who conducted these experiments were ever punished. They were granted immunity in exchange for all of the documents they had collected doing these experiments. Think of someone you love but only see a few times a year. Now take a guess at how many years until one of you dies. How many more times in your lifetime are you going to see that person? If you moved away from your parents and only see them 3 times a year and you expect them to live another 30 years, that's less than 100 times you will ever see them again. If the Yellowstone supervolcano erupted, it would decimate most of America. It's unlikely to happen anytime soon, but it's 2020, the year of absolute fucking shit so, it wouldn't surprise me at this point. Geologist here, living in the Pacific Northwest, I am completely unconcerned about the Yellowstone volcano. People saying it's overdue, don't have a complete understanding of geologic deep time, nor how eruptions of this scale work, magma of this magnitude does not just suddenly erupt out of nowhere. We would see significant seismic activity throughout the region well before any eruption, and would be well aware of any eruption probably months or years before anything happened the thought of Yellowstone erupting is scary, sure. But it's a meme that has survived based on the fears of laypeople who read an article or watch a YouTube video about the eruption and consider it a certainty without understanding the actual science and series of events that would lead to an eruption. Sorry, this sentence comes across as pretentious reading it back, but I can't come up with a way to reword it accurately right now. I'm much more concerned with the impending megathrust earthquake occurring here than Yellowstone even though the megathrust will cause much more local devastation than global the megathrust earthquakes of the region occur with far greater regularity orders of magnitude and will displace and kill thousands of people Of course, this event is also misunderstood by the public. People think we are overdue because it's been 300 years since the last one, the last one occurring January 1, 1700 based off First Nations accounts, geologic evidence, and Japanese tsunami records, and the previous one about the same. However, the one before that was over a thousand years previously. The truth is, we can't predict earthquakes with any sort of certainty. We will likely never be able to, unless physicists learn how friction works. We currently use a rough coefficient to measure friction, but we can't accurately measure all the microscopic components of friction, especially on a scale of thousands of kilometers in the case of two tectonic plates meeting and subducting. People who sleep less than six hours a night are at an increased risk to die prematurely. Thank God. Many pandemics come in waves and more people died in the second wave of the Spanish flu than the first. The question was most people not all people geez. It's been hypothesized that the subsequent waves were more deadly because the virus had mutated to cause a cytokine explosion which COVID-19 already does in its current iteration. It's also been shown that the second wave had a W curve which means it was killing healthy folk in their 20s and 30s. Law enforcement bases their methods on catching serial killers on the ones that let themselves get caught. The truly foolproof and effective ways to get away with murder are still unknown and there are probably many serial killers getting away with murder because the procedure for murder investigations has not changed much in years. Learned this one watching Mindhunter. On average, you will walk past 36 murderers in your lifetime. Hopefully the next time you do go past one, they'll say, no not that one, too good looking. So far, I've met at least five. Went to school with a few that turned out to be murders. People getting rowdy at parties and ending badly, or domestic violence incidents. I met one when he came into my work and asked for an application, and then returned it the next day. Few weeks later he was arrested because he killed his dad. My cousin and uncle are murders. My uncle has since died but he got away with a couple murders and my cousin was involved in my father's murder. I'm only 25. I can't imagine how many more I'll actually talk to. Here's three. Goats were used as a medieval torture method. Strap someone to a chair for two days with their feet dipped in salt water. Release a goat into the room. The goat will lick the salt of the victim's feet and since a goat's tongue is super coarse it will strip the flesh off down to the bone. No pleading, and no mercy, the goat won't care about the screens. In very ancient times, a way of execution was to bend two palm trees together, tie someone's ankles to them, and let the palm trees go. They would immediately spring up, ripping the victim in two. It's better to pick up a human head with two hands, because it's as heavy as a bowling ball and the weight is uneven. I'm not sure about picking it up by the hair, because I'm pretty sure it would be slick with blood. I think I was reading about the Spanish Inquisition and their torture methods. One was to strap a person to a table with just their feet exposed over one edge. A small amount of coals were placed under their feet, not touching them. Their feet would basically be slow roasted and burn off while the person was still living. Leech eggs are so small you can't see them. You can swallow hundreds of them if you fall into the wrong body of water. Even if you don't swallow, they can get into your eyes, ears, up your nose. They hatch and feed off you. The one that I remember most often is this one. Either we are completely alone in this universe, or we are not. Crazy to think about, but cool either way. What's really cool is dark forest theory. You know how when there's trouble in the woods all the birds and animals go quiet? Alien races are out there but they're maintaining total radio silence. There's no way to know if another species wants to harm you. The only way to ensure your own species' survival is to destroy any other species you encounter immediately. SSSSHHH the fact that some of the most common theories about the end of the universe is that either at the universe starts to expand so fast and so much that first gravity won't be able to hold galaxies together, then individual solar systems, then planets and stars, and then every single molecule and atom destroying everything in the universe b. The universe will expand so far that the total amount of energy spreads out over the universe in such a large area that the average temperature reaches so close to the absolute temperature of zero Kelvin that the entire universe freezes. c. Gravity wins over the energy expanding the universe making the universe contract at an exponential rate so the average temperature becomes so high that fusion would be able to take place anywhere it takes around 15 million million Kelvin for fusion of atoms to take place. Hereafter the universe would shrink to the size of a proton in sort of a reverse Big Bang. Maybe after this a new Big Bang would occur repeating everything over and over again. At any given moment, someone may be contemplating your demise. Sepsis. Sepsis is a worldwide silent kriller that causes 8 million deaths globally each year. It causes more deaths than breast cancer, prostate cancer, and HIV, AIDS combined. Sepsis is the leading cause of death in hospitals. It can heal you in a matter of mere hours without showing any symptoms until it is too late. For those that are fortunate enough to survive it, it has an increased chance of reoccurring after your initial battle. Up to 60% of survivors experience post-sepsis syndrome, a chronic, potentially lifelong condition that impairs a survivor mentally, emotionally, cognitively, and or physically that hinders their ability to live their life properly. Please take just 5 minutes to familiarize yourself with the signs and symptoms of sepsis. It is an incredibly acute, silent kriller that shows no mercy no matter your health or age. Knowing the signs and symptoms might just save your life, or the life of someone you love. Source, I am a 2x severe sepsis survivor who has permanent organ damage, is now physically handicapped, and legally blind years ago i saw an episode of monsters inside me where this guy was doing something outside and a fly flew into his eye it only made contact for about a microsecond but it was enough time for it to lay eggs after they hatched they started eating his eye from the inside and he was starting to go blind until a doctor figured out what was wrong just imagine that getting your eye eaten from the inside and losing your sight all because a fly very briefly made contact with you Ever since I learned about this I get really paranoid when there is a fly around my face because this could possibly happen to me. People's conscious decisions are usually nothing of the sort, they're usually made subconsciously. Then, all the conscious mind normally does is build narratives about the previously made decisions. Those narratives consciously seem to arise concurrently with the decisions, but really they arise only afterward. Research on split-brain patients has proven all of this. Simply put, your brain makes choices without you knowing, then tricks you into thinking the choices were yours, by allowing you to invent gratifying reasons why you supposedly chose them. So, my brain makes a decision and then tricks my brain into thinking that my brain made the decision when in reality it was my brain that actually made the decision? Trust no one. Not even yourself. Mike Wazowski nodding would be the same as him twerking.